0: In the unprecedented times of the 2020 pandemic, our country's digital divide became widely exposed, and the effects of increasing economic and digital inequalities became more apparent. As the founder and president of a technology firm, Ed Christmas questioned the reason for this, as well as the underrepresentation of blacks in the field of technology and entrepreneurship. On this podcast, Ed Christmas talks with guests about what is their why and the road they are on to bring our society to a place of greater economic and digital equality while sharing the good news of those making a difference. Welcome to The Road to Why, presented through the partnership of Cisco and Sology Solutions, a proud member of the African-American Cisco partner community.
1: Welcome to The Road to Why, where we highlight individuals that are making an impact in our communities and making a difference for our young youth. I am Ed Christmas, the host of the show, and joining me today is a colleague, friend, and a community leader, Antoine Joyce. Antoine, welcome to the show. Thank you. Antoine's the VP and city leader of All Stars Project of Dallas. Antoine, how's it going today?
0: It's going, I I am so impressed right now. (laughs) It's going great, I love this. It's so great to be here with you. I'm glad
1: you could come on You know, we've been talking about this for a while. The road to why uh, goes back into individuals lives. As you know, we take paths and different turns. And one day we wake up, as you were saying earlier, and figure out what's their why. So the first question I'll start off with is, do you know your why?
0: You know, I I was driving up here and going, how am I going to answer this question? (laughs) Um, Because in some ways I fell into this. Mm um, so I like to tell stories, right? I'll tell these two quick stories. My mother um, was a single parent. She had four boys. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize this till later in my life, obviously. But right. uh, three of my brothers went to a, a public school, probably 10, 15-minute you know, walk from our apartment, um, PS 44 in Bed-Stuy, mm-hmm. Brooklyn. And around 12 years old, I, you know, I, I was at this point uh, in my ninth grade of high school, which is unusual. I mm-hmm. skipped a grade and so forth, but she needed to do something with me after school mm-hmm. and she needed some place for my brothers to go after school. So there was a police athletic league program. Mm-hmm. P.A.L. P.A.L <laughs> downstairs at the, at the, in the, in the gym of the school. And she got me this job as a counselor. That like was an internship, mm-hmm. if you will. And so every day after high school, I will come from my high school to to, to counseling and basically that was a way also my brothers were in the program and then I walked them home. So by 6, 630, you know, by the time she got home from work, we already taken care of homework is done. You know, you had a meal, kept you off the street, kept you off the streets. And something happened in there along the way. I mean, after I became an intern counselor, I became a summer counselor. I started to, then I kept the job for a number of years all throughout my high school years. And around that time, I also met the All Stars Project. Mm. You know, my cousins were dancers in the, in the talent shows that we produced. So that's how you got introduced that's, to All Stars. That's how I got introduced to All Stars, yes. Mm. And I started seeing community. I started seeing you know, the the work that I was doing in the talent shows and outreaching and supporting other young people to perform in these shows. And I will learn something there. And I'll come back and bring it back to PAL. And mm. I'll have this massive impact on how I was working with the kids there and how they saw me.
1: You and were taking their programming, bring it into PAL. Yeah, let me hold hold you so. for a second. All Stars Project you got introduced from your cousins. Yes. So for the audience, uh, first of all, I'm going back to Bed-Stuy. Bed-Stuy Do or Die. For those that are here in Dallas and not familiar with Bed-Stuy, just describe what that environment was like.
0: <clears throat> so Bed-Stuy today is obviously much a lot different. different. <laughs> really, you know, but, um, so Bed-Stuy Brooklyn, you know, home of Jay-Z, home of Biggie Smalls, a lot of, you know, rappers that, that we all know. I tell the young people, Chris Rock is from Mm Bed-Stuy, right? You know, um, it was a mix of middle Middle class. class, You know, so brownstone communities. Mm -hmm. If you think about the Cosby show, there was that facade. That's Mm Bed-Stuy. But it was also the era I grew up in, you know, from 80s to the 90s. A lot of violence, a lot of gang um, um, activity, a lot of drugs in the community. You know, just a lot of despair. You know, my Bed-Stuy is... You know, abandoned buildings, right. empty lots, okay. liquor stores on every yep. corner, and just a lot of just kind of like fun block parties, life, but also
1: no out, no out. Yep. And that's why I wanted to set the stage. And then yeah. I'm going to ask you to share with the audience what All Stars Project is as an organization, True. how long they've been around, and more importantly, how you got into the role you are here in Dallas.
0: Yeah. So we're 40 year old organizations and we began in New York City. Um, What we do is we transform the lives of youth from poor underserved communities and we use a, a ideology of performance. That performance can help unlock potential unlock opportunity for young people. And we do that in partnership with caring adults like yourself, just mm. to be honest, you are a board member here in Dallas. Right. So I want the audience to know that. And we do that through a multitude of programs. So as I mentioned, one of the core programs that started our organization was a talent show. Mm. And young people performed on stage doing all sorts of talent. I was a dancer. Mm. Then I tried to be a rapper, wasn't that great <laughs> as a rapper. Um, But then like other young people, I became a volunteer Mm. and I learned about production and sound by producing talent shows, not just in Bed-Stuy, but all over Brooklyn. And then even learned New York City by traveling all over New York, Mm. being in neighborhoods. I never was, um, uh, I I never exposed to Mm -hmm. until I was doing a talent show there, created a network for myself. you know, have friends in areas. So that was the first program. And the community comes to support kids in new ways and positive ways. Um, We have a program called Development School for Youth Mm -hmm. that teaches young people about the performance in the business world. So, you know, everything from dressing professionally, having conversation, but also confidence, you know, um, having appreciation, understanding what's expected of them in a work environment Mm -hmm. and again we do that by visiting your offices lunches lunches you provided internships for our students Mm -hmm. in the summer so all those activities help young people grow is it fair to say it's
1: all about exposure getting them exposed to things that they wouldn't get on a daily basis
0: yeah and you know and it goes and and i'll say it goes even deeper than just exposure because a lot of people do say hey it's all about the exposure right well we're helping young people one is connecting like after the exposure then what yeah so they know yeah. an ed christmas they know you work in technology you are part of their network networking they, and i think what what a lot of young people and for myself growing up in bed i as, as you talked about the out was not because i couldn't see the out mm-hmm. i knew manhattan existed mm-hmm. i knew corporate america existed i've seen movies i've loved michael J. <laughs> fox and secret of my success but I didn't have there a, was no tie there's no tie yeah. and in that movie he had an uncle that he went to go visit and put him in the mailroom well I didn't have that uncle right, right. my father you know was a mechanic and he was like hey I want to help you get a job being a bus driver because right. he was a truck driver as well yeah. my mother worked in the welfare system yeah. so it wasn't until I met the all-stars and I my, my son calls him Uncle Joe he was a donor um, to the All Stars project, he worked at Merrill Lynch, mm. and one day after PAL was over, and I was expecting my first son—well, my my son—I um, said, "Joe, I, I want a job." And he was like, "Well, I'll make a call for you," mm. and he made a call to a colleague of his at Merrill Lynch, and I started at Merrill. Wow! So, awesome. so the All Stars—it's about the exposure, but it's also about how do you help young people create environments Connect. and networks and connections and see themselves bigger in the world. Yeah,
1: no, that's awesome. Um, I visited with you at some high schools and, uh, it was a great experience, but what I picked up on, you're not going after the cream of the crop. Nope. You're going at the kids that are probably at risk <clears throat> coming from underserved communities. And you know, firsthand, you know, what poverty has done for these youth in these communities. Yeah. So, you know, Explain to me how you take a kid that has no hope and no vision. What have you been able to do? Just share some success stories because I've sat on a stage with you and have seen uh, individuals get up there that three years ago they would have been afraid to get up there. Now, to your point, confidence. You know, they have a vision. They have a network. They're connected. They feel a part of society.
0: Yeah, well, thank you for that. Share a few stories. Yeah, uh, so I think about... And and this goes back to my why. I didn't know that I mattered. Mm. Individuals in the All Stars Project, adults, you know, mostly white adults Mm
1: -hmm.
0: who I I had no exposure to white America in Mm -hmm. that way, had no exposure to wealth. Mm -hmm. They showed me that I mattered and they cared about me. And for a lot of our young people, Part of the hopelessness is because they feel that the world doesn't, doesn't care, care about them. So what we're doing, again, we're connecting them to adults who say, "I care," mm-hmm. and I'm inviting to your environments that you have been left out of, and I'm going to show you how you navigate this environment. So I think about a young woman I just visited with her two weeks ago, Sierra. Uh, she was one of my first students in Development School for Youth. I met her at Pinkston in West Dallas, mm. and you know sierra lived in a kind of you know housing tenement with her family took the bus everywhere and you know if you know dallas yep. DFW area it takes a long time to get anywhere right but she was like i want to keep doing this she was very shy she wouldn't talk to you she wouldn't look up and so forth and now i call sierra i'm like how we doing? She's like, Oh, I have a job in Fort Worth. Mm. I have my own apartment. Yeah, you, you know, go. I'm paying 1300 dollars a month, but I can afford it. Wow. You know, I I just bought a car. And she's navigating things that I'm still like, you take the yeah. <laughs> you, t- you took the bus to where and right. did the what? Right. You know say it is like, wow, she's she's navigating just being a a, a, a just a normal citizen in the right. world, right? right? Where she would tell me things that I don't want to tell her personal story, but she had a hard time mm. and she will take things out on herself in ways that were harmful to mm. herself and the all-stars gave her a place to not only express that but have experiences she had 3 internships and so now she has a resume that she's like I can do certain right. things and and part of what what prompted our getting together was well, she sent me an article she's in um she's in a restaurant business and she was like I started out as dishwasher but I told them I want to be a chef, mm. and so they put me on a transfer program where I get to work with the chef twice a week. Nice. And the the organization sent the article out around how she's picking it up, and they're very proud of her. She's standing next to the chef, looking all. Of them. I'm like, okay. Wow. So she's studying to be a chef now yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, and good
1: for that organization too to tap into that resource. Exactly. I think there's hidden resources in these communities. There is. But but she's also
0: she learned how to advocate for herself, mm-hmm. which again, when I met her when she was 15,
1: Wouldn't have she, she wanted to talk. Yeah.
0: You know, so I think about another young man, um, Jesse, you know, he's like he, another one of my first students who I met him in front of um, high school and said, do you know anything about talent shows? He goes, no, but I'll try. <laughs> He showed up and and was my sound engineer for my first talent show. All he had to do was turn the levels up and down. (laughs) (laughs) And his mother told us after he graduated from our program that he inspired her to go back to school. Really? Yeah. She she had dropped out of high school when she had him and her and his siblings and never been to school. And he now had an internship the CEO of the, so um, the Arnold company, mm. so Greg Arnold, Younger, yep. uh, we had a dinner at the Petroleum Club. Wow. Yeah. And he said, Jesse, you did such a great job at the internship. When you graduate from college, give us a call. Wow! And so he went to El Centro, got an associate's degree, gave them a call, and he's been working there for the last five years awesome. in the Petroleum b- business. Yeah,
1: awesome. You know?
0: So... So that, that's what this does. I mean, creates but, opportunity and network. And
1: that took a caring corporation too. It did, right. Corporate social responsibility. <clears throat> it did. I want to talk to you about your role as a city leader. Yeah. Uh, I know that job <clears throat> entails a lot of different things, but you're interacting and engaging with, you know, elected officials, local, you know, corporations, you know, houses of worship, uh, other nonprofits. There seems to be so many people trying to address the needs in these communities, but it seems like there's constant roadblocks. Tell me how that's going, working with all these different entities.
0: Yeah. You know, as you was talking, I was thinking about my job is to find those who want to say yes. Mm. Sometimes the roadblocks is because we don't know where to start or, and we get in our own way or we don't care mm. enough. So part of my work is to find those who care just enough to want to say yes, even not knowing fully what mm-hmm. they're about to do mm-hmm. with me or with the young people. Yeah. My job is to create opportunity. So when I walk into a corporation, again, you know, we talked about caring corporations. I tell them very straight. These young people probably have no skills that is viable mm-hmm. to your bottom line today. Mm-hmm. But what you're going to do is create an opportunity for them to learn what they love or hate, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So they can make another decision the next go around where they want to be, right? Right? Um, when I talk to community leaders, you know, and, and look, I meet a lot of community leaders who are often um, who are often in it for the. Um,
1: for the publicity thank you yeah yeah no i get it but then
0: you find a few who are like i really want to make a difference in a child's life and know that it takes one two at a time right and the word you know technology right we talk about scale Mm -hmm. we try to scale things so fast but really my job and and what i think works the most is the day-to-day one-to-one relationships right we got to build relationships Every young person, every adult is unique in in what they can bring and what they can give and what they need. So once you put that together, it all works.
1: But uh, but I I hear what you're saying. It's it has to be a genuine interest. Yeah. And I'm going to go back to our partners for this show. This came about through uh, Sology Solutions partnership with Cisco. Uh, Cisco uh, formed during the social uh, justice initiative. Mm -hmm. Uh, African-American partner. Uh, community where they said we want to help these partners because if these african-american partners can build their organizations they're going to have an impact on the communities yeah so i want to go back and and talk about you know what we're hearing uh from these city leaders from everybody you hear things like um you know inequity uh, wealth inequity you hear you know we got to do economic development uh, economic equality, all those terms, but I don't really see a lot happening. So I wanted your perspective, cause you're, you're at the ground level, you and I did community day, what a couple of yeah, weeks ago, right? Knocking on uh, doors and knocking on doors. And, uh, you know, that, that's unbelievable that it was such a well welcoming, uh, for us to be into those communities. But what do you think the answer is to change those dynamics where there is economic equality?
0: There's not one answer mm-hmm. obviously, right? I think I think a lot of people are trying a multitude of solutions Different that all together can work, right? I think one of the issues sometimes is and even for me I had to realize where I was in the, in in the in the ecosystem of things. We sometimes tend to think that my way is the best mm-hmm. way, the and only way. Only way. Yeah. And it's like I need to I need to understand and respect how you're thinking and attacking this issue. Again, for me, the talent show was a way for me to see opportunity for myself. Mm -hmm. The Development School for Youth, although a great program, wasn't my avenue into the broader community social justice world, right? Mm. I I, I don't like corporate America in the ways that I thought it was harmful to my community when I was younger. Mm. So it, it, it didn't attract me. Um, so I think if we as community leaders, one, get together to understand each other mm-hmm. more, I think that's really the answer in terms of doing this. Cause we all got solutions. They all can work, mm-hmm. but I can't dish yours because yeah. what I'm doing.
1: No, I, I totally agree. I had someone on the show the other day and they, they said the key word, it's going to take partnerships, right? It's going to take corporate partnerships yes. with public with nonprofits to kind of come together right. with a private overall, right. yeah, private public. Um, you know, the interesting thing I was reading about it the other day in the Dallas journal, they say the U S is going to go through a workforce shortage, similar to what Japan did. And, you know, same, same conditions, aging uh, uh, aging population yep. and low birth rates. Right. Uh, so it hit me we have a whole resource group in these communities that haven't been tapped into.
0: Right. And and that's, and so, so that's my solution. That's what the all-stars is working to. We're saying there are young people and families and communities who are asking to be a part of Of the mainstream, to be part of society. Right. And they've, we've been overlooked for hundreds of years, marginalized, and related to as if we don't have much to give. Right. So if you can look at them not just as a fix or as a just a just a simple talent pipeline resource but as human beings who want to give, mm-hmm. they want to be a part of the dreams and hopes and and, and they want to be solutions for yeah. the future. Right. So we have to invest in them. Right. Not just say, who's the talent, as you mentioned, not just the talented and the brightest, but we got to go down to those who are just, you know, the young men who sit in there dazing off and say, hey, right. can I, can I introduce you to something? I, 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 when you was at the school, I remember, you know, uh, you and Hank was there and these young men were kind of goofing off a bit, whatever. until y'all both mentioned basketball and they <laughs> kind of up there was like, mm-hmm. Oh, look at these guys. And it's like, they had a bit of palm in their hands. Right. But it's, it's, it's meeting them where they were at, connecting, yeah. right? Yeah. And then saying, we're here. What else y'all want to know about? Then they started asking you real questions. Absolutely. It was a beautiful thing to see. And we did that in 30 minutes. No, absolutely. So imagine if we invested that time every single day into our communities. It would be beautiful.
1: And, and that's what I'm trying to do, working with technology firms. Yeah. Technology is something you could easily get into. Entrepreneurship. These kids have talents. It's just a matter of reskilling, like what you're doing at the All Stars. Yeah. You know, giving those soft skills because you know prior to All Stars, they probably wouldn't get exposed to those soft skills. Exactly. So, so that's key. I know you're working with Dallas County Community College.
0: Yes, Dallas Dallas County Co- College. College yeah. Dallas College. Yeah. Uh, exactly. We 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 en- we're engaging with them in a in a new partnership. They came to us and they said, "Here's a list of things that." they are working towards, right? Our young people don't have confidence to apply for some of the job opportunities Mm. that are available. Some of the supervisors that are supervising interns Don't don't, don't know how don't have the relationship. Can we build a relationship with them? Can you support our staff in creating opportunities and ways we can deepen the relationships with our students. And we're like, yes, we can help. We've been using um, what we call the eight dimensions of development. Mm -hmm. It's a study that we did with SMU over six years. And we believe that these eight core dimensions, they're tied very well with 21st century workforce skills, soft skills that we all need. But appreciation, giving um, confidence improvisation which i love because you got to navigate right. when things come and go right um be fluid you know personal responsibility which young people need to have that Absolutely. right vocational um, competencies so you know that's like five right but we, we, that's what we work on with our young right. people every day is to see those 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 core competencies for themselves. and no one else is doing that not not a lot of people are yeah. right you yeah. know and again we talked, you talked about buzzwords, right? Or, or or phrases. We don't want to turn 21st century workforce skills into like, now let's have problem resolving, yeah. you know, saying put in a resume. Right. It's like, well, how do you develop that? Right. And again, our programs are designed to put young people in real world opportunities where they come up against some of those things Absolutely. and they like, and then we can help guide them and direct them as you talk about performance in ways that are supportive for them.
1: Yep. So so in in wrapping up, if I could ask you to, you know, look into the audience and uh, address two things, Uh, what would you tell the kid that is in an underserved community and he doesn't have that vision or he doesn't feel connected to society? Mm -hmm. And then also to companies, corporations, you know, how do they make a difference?
0: Yeah. So to the young person, I will say I know firsthand there are adults out there um, who care about you and who love you. And I want them to know that they are loved. I think that's missing today. That love is not being expressed in ways that are supportive for everyone in our Mm -hmm. community. So you are loved Two, for our corporate partners, get involved in every single way. Uh, Don't hold yourself back by not knowing what the outcome will be. Right. Get involved in a young person's life, one person outside of your family ecosystem and support them where they are now and develop a relationship with them where they want to go. But obviously, you can get involved with the All Stars Project in that way. (laughs) So go to our website, www.allstars.org. You can find all of our regions there. We're in five Um, Six cities. So in in Jersey, Jersey City, New York, New Jersey, Chicago, Chicago, New York, San Francisco, Dallas. Uh, So get involved in that way. You can give a donation. We always need to support our young people because our programs are free, 100% for every young person. And again, you can find ways to volunteer. We got so many programs to be involved in.
1: If I could add to that, just touching, because I was (laughs) intimidated, to be honest, when I first uh, met you guys. (laughs) But not from a you know, oh, I'm afraid to be a part of this. But am I really going to make a difference? Can you have an impact? And what I picked up, if you could touch one person's life, that's it. It makes a, cha- a difference in the world. Just changing one. You, individual. you could
0: find the next Antoine because, again, I didn't believe you were out there. And it took one person to invite me. After after I joined the talent show, it took one person to say, can you do another thing? Mm-hmm and that other thing then another person then say, "Well, do you want to do this but if that first person didn't invite me right. i never would be sitting here with you right now yep. so sometimes it takes that one person and we never know the the ripple effect that we have in a young person's life exactly you know down the road but yep. it, it makes a difference
1: absolutely so antoine i just want to say thank you thank this you this was man. awesome just this to have is, the conversation Uh, It's amazing. There's so many people that think like we're thinking. Uh, I'm just going to say in closing, uh, we have a society out there that does care. There's a community out there that is a a resource to be tapped into. So uh, until our next show, God bless.